It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Miami Dolphins are guaranteed two more games at least this season, and with some injuries mounting on each side of the ball, a look today at how the Dolphins should look to adjust their focus as they try to maximize the opportunity that lies ahead of them. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day. You're on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers, because it is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. We are looking at what the Dolphins have <laughs> because there's a lot in which they don't. That they uh, certainly, when this team was assembled, this team envisioned that they would have for this time of year. It's 2024. The first time I'm recording a show in 2024 because I technically recorded the Monday show uh, in the post game aftermath of what happened uh, in the mid Atlantic. And we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Miami kind of reeling from a, a health and durability standpoint, when you consider uh, so many pillars and cornerstones of this roster uh, are now either fringe available for this week fringe available for the playoffs or not available in its entirety. And every team in the league is dealing with injuries. It's a part of the game. It's an unfortunate part of the game. Um, I think you can certainly look at the perspective of uh, losing Bradley Chubb specifically, which I think is the big black cloud that hangs over the Dolphins defense right now. And Mike McDaniel detailed a little bit on Monday uh, that the offense had just taken starters out. It really unfortunate circumstances. Um, and the offense had a one play turnover with a fumble when they were getting ready to start to have those conversations about defense and they had a sudden change and the defense has to go back out there. Yeah, that's, um, makes you wonder what the football gods, the grind is that they have the, uh, the, the ax they have to grind against Miami for that unfortunate of a break for that player of that magnitude, but it's the hand that the dolphins have been dealt. And we have to talk a little bit about you know where they go from here. So we'll talk about, you know, the mentality on first down, right? It's every possession is scoring opportunity. This is locked on Dolphins scoring opportunity. You got first down, second down, third down. We're going to start first and goal here on locked on Dolphins by focusing on the mentality of the Miami Dolphins in general and how it should change moving forward. So 
as I reflect on what the Dolphins have done this season, they aren't like a tempo play clock team, but they they do feel like a fast break team at times where they get momentum and then they like to get really aggressive once they hit you with a big drive starter or a haymaker offensively. Um, but if you consider no Raheem Mostert, no Jalen Waddle, at least last week, we'll see what their status is this week. Um, I, I think this is a little bit more of a methodical type approach, or it should be a, a bit more of a methodical type approach. And I think the thing that's that's intriguing about this, but also frustrating about this, is the Dolphins in a lot of their two-minute offense situations have shown the ability to uh, just take completions as they're given. And then Tua Tungavaloa uh, comes out and, and says, you know, the second interception that was thrown uh, against Baltimore was him needing to take the completion underneath. And I think as you play teams from here on out, kind of this really slasher style, aggressive offense, fast break offense. I just don't know that, that it's, if you don't have Waddle and Mostert and, and Robert Hunt doesn't come back, it just doesn't necessarily feel to me like it's, it's in the best interest of the personnel that you have out there. Case in point, when Jalen Waddle didn't play the skill player who got the biggest bump, was Cedric Wilson. The player who got the most influx in, in targets and yardage in the passing game was Durham Smythe. Those are not players that you associate with chunk gains and being explosive playmakers, right? They're, they're a little bit more bigger bodied, uh, physical. You can be methodical. They can win in traffic for you, but they can also create a little bit after the catch that they have a little bit bigger catch radius. I'd like to see the Dolphins, if they have to continue to play with some of these guys in bigger spots, kind of adopt what their body types and skill sets bring to the table. And it's not just how they approach the passing game. Uh, I think just the mentality of the team in general. I will say whether it was Mike McDaniel or Tua or anybody else, but the logic would dictate it's one of or both of those parties uh rushing a play before the two minute warning against baltimore is probably the the worst situational football play of the season for the dolphins for what reason are you trying to steal another snap you're in plus territory with two minutes left you're down eight points take the free time out go into the two minute warning and come out with a strategy instead of frantically running everybody up with five seconds left and snapping a ball. For what reason? You're already on fringe scoring territory. You want to score faster so that Baltimore can have time to get a counter punch, even if you do score? It just didn't make very much sense to, to and of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, and maybe if they don't throw an interception on that play, uh, you come out the other side of it and you really don't feel so impassioned about it. But for me, what's the urgency in that moment? If you're going to be a shift motion offense, be a shift motion offense and let this stuff happen. <laughs> and um, in, instead of trying to be some unnecessarily urgent um, approach to the two minute warning for, for no reason, I guess they felt like they had trapped Baltimore and personnel that they liked. I don't know. But late season football is not about the fast break, right? It's like basketball. Everybody loves the fast break, the 
was it the D'Antoni sons? I always get all the, the college basketball coaches and, and NBA coaches mixed up. Uh, but that Suns team with like Amari Stoudemire, right? They, they always ran the court and they ran up and down. And it makes for great football or great basketball until you get to the postseason and you got to play defense and rebound and play in the half court game. It's the same kind of style, stylistic adjustment that happens in football. And I, I do think they're capable of doing it. But they have to embrace it. And I know there's a lot of impassioned ideas right now about Mike McDaniel and his maturity as a head coach and Tua and, and all that. And like, please take a step back if you want to dismiss anybody that's a part of what this season has been from their position. I've seen fire Mike McDaniel. I've seen fire Vic Fangio. I've seen, you know, draft a quarterback, don't sign Tua. Like, I don't know. This team needs like 20 points to score 500 points in a season. It's happened once in franchise history before. This team set a franchise record for sacks and up of, up until Baltimore. And look, they, they pressed against Baltimore. The game script got a little wonky, and it's I, I do want to know when that's going to stop happening. When are you going to have a script against a good team that gets a little off schedule? And instead of everybody trying to freelance and make stuff happen, because that's what happened the first Buffalo game. That's what happened against Philadelphia. It's what happened against Kansas City. And it's what happened the last three minutes defensively against Tennessee. Mike McDaniel pointed it out on hard knocks. And then it's what happened again against Baltimore. Like, okay, you're down eight points. Go down, get points, get a stop coming out of the half, make some adjustments, and play the game. They said, oh, now we got to go fast. We're going to throw a pick. Oh, now I'm going to try and under undercut this play and give up a ton of yards after catch, or my eyes are going to be in the wrong spot because I'm trying to hunt an interception, and I'm going to give a free runner that's running down the field for an explosive play and a touchdown. Like at some point, that that comes from everyone, the players and the coaches alike. But that mentality ha it has to change. It has to change. So stylistically and then game script wise, I think there's some adjustments and some lessons the Dolphins can take from what just happened. The discouraging thing is it keeps happening. But you you have to take the lessons from that and apply it moving forward. Otherwise, the uh, the next two games at minimum that you have on your schedule aren't aren't going to be maximized opportunities for you as football team. We're going to talk more about uh, the Dolphins and their adjustments, most notably on the offensive side of the, of the football on second and goal coming up next year on Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. The uh, regular season is just about done. It's it's wrapping up, but that doesn't mean there isn't still a ton of great opportunities for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's a lot of different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. You can find bets in the Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. 
Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Second and 10, or second and goal here, excuse me, on uh, Locked on Dolphins. And we're shifting focus to the offensive side of the ball and uh, some personnel adjustments I think the Dolphins can make and can continue to make uh, if the injury bug allows it to happen and and what that magnitude means for how Miami uh, can find at least one win over these next two football games. Getting a couple of players back offensively feels like a more realistic um, proposition than defensively. Now, uh, what we do know from a injury perspective is uh, Jerome Baker. And I know this isn't an offensive player, but the, the Dolphins have one IR to return spot available. And it sounds like it's going to Jerome Baker this week. So the, uh, visions of sugar plums and Isaiah Wynn coming back that some people have have held on to. Uh, it sounds like that dream has sailed. It's done. And kind of, I, I know Omar Kelly has alluded to a couple times. Uh, I'm not sure what extra intel that's not reported that he may or may not have, but he's been pretty emphatic uh, that that's, that's it's not possible. So when you kind of hear how McDaniel's talked about it, and then you hear some on the beat who who refer to. Uh, emphatically, it's it's way off. It's it's so unlikely. You know, just uh, don't hold your breath. Kind of makes you feel like if the Dolphins were to have made a deep postseason run and had numbers available where they didn't have to exhaust, you know, maybe he could have come back late in the postseason. Uh, but the Dolphins need players now. They need players now. So uh, your interior offensive line is not going to get a boost from. Isaiah win. Now I do think there's three players, obviously who, who the dolphins are missing right now who can and could make a difference. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle and Robert hunt. And let's be honest. Those are all at minimum quality starters for your offense. If you were to find yourself in a position where you return those three players, it does move the needle because the players who they are replacing Devon Achan is, has been excellent as a rookie this year. I, I think there's um, justification for him continuing to get a, a sizable workload. So I think that's the one you can offset the best. Case in point, Miami ran the ball really well against Baltimore on the edges, not between the tackles. Uh, but Jeff Wilson, if you wanted to say, okay, well, they're going to get two backs involved. Jeff Wilson's the other back. I think Jeff Wilson's a quality depth NFL running back, a part of a, a rotational stable. Raheem Mostert this year has been a quality starter. I mean, that, that's a significant upgrade. Jalen Waddell, he's most taking snaps from Cedric Wilson. I think Cedric Wilson is a quality depth option for an NFL wide receiver core as well. I think he's really leveled up his game as far as a blocker this year. I've been really physical. He set some really nice blocks, including one early against Baltimore that really stood out to me. Um, so I, I think Cedric Wilson um, to Jalen Waddle, I'd call Waddle a cornerstone. 
You know, before he got this latest injury, he was getting eight, nine targets a game. He went up over a thousand yards. Um, and even if he only runs vertical plane stuff, I, I'd still love to see the Dolphins find a way to get him on the field. I think if he gets on the field, um, doesn't sound promising for against Buffalo week 18, but at least in the playoffs, I, I think that gives you brings back the spacing opportunities that that is one of the core principles of this Dolphins offense. And then Robert Hunt, I think Miami had uh, 154 yards rushing against Baltimore, and I think 14 of them came between the tackles. <laughs> like you got to have some some ability to reset the line of scrimmage. And I just like Baltimore's got nose tackles that they're playing over the top of Lee Mikeberg. That's a bad matchup for a guy who's just being a center for the first time in his career, and that matchup really hurts you. Um, I think Rob Jones definitively has taken a step ahead of Lester Cotton in my eyes. And if you ask me what my preferred offensive group was into your offensive line for the postseason, it would be Rob Jones at left guard, Liam at center, and then Robert Hunt. I cannot overstate how much under, I cannot understate how much of an upgrade opportunity Robert Hunt versus Lester Cotton would be for the interior offensive line. If that's the change that they make. Now, if the coaches make an evaluation decision and they choose to go with Lester Cotton instead of Rob Jones, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just a dude on the outside with a set of eyeballs that could very clearly look and see that Lester Cotton uh, is the player that would come out if I had my call for the interior offensive line with Rob Hunt returns. Now, the good news, if you're looking for good news, is Mike McDaniel kind of teased on Monday that he's somewhat optimistic we'll see Robert Hunt continue to get ramped up. And he was on the injury report as doubtful and doubtful and never really in question that it was going to materialize for him against Baltimore. And he certainly wouldn't have made the difference to help you win the Baltimore game. But he is, at this stage, at worst, Miami's third best offensive lineman. And he's played 45% of the snaps. Well, when we get done the season and we look through this, we comb through the snap count, we see that Connor Williams has taken 45% of the snaps this season. And Robert Hunt's played 45% of the snaps this season. And Toronto Armstead's played 45% of the snaps this season. It's just, it's, it's, it's exhausting. It is exhausting to go through and look at all of the snaps. And there's a team that you're getting ready to play this week that's had the same starter in all 16 games so far this season. And you could say, well, Teron Armstead, you know what you signed up for, and you're absolutely right. But this wasn't just Teron Armstead. I mean, this was Connor Williams, and this was Robert Hunt. Robert Hunt, um, make sure I get the, uh, the numbers right here because I don't want to misspeak. Robert Hunt played in every game this season, or before this season, he played in every game. He played 100% of the snaps in each of the last two seasons for the Dolphins, each 17-game seasons. 1,154 snaps in 2021 and 1,056 snaps in 2022. Now, in the games he's played this season, he's played in 77%, but in total Dolphins offensive snaps, that number has been cut down uh, to about 45% of the snaps. Connor Williams, conversely, uh, played in every game in each of the last three seasons. Now, he didn't get three starts in Dallas in 2021, but he took 100% of the snaps in 16 games uh, in 2020 in Dallas, 1,146, 949 snaps in 2021 with Dallas. Uh, the 1,146 was in 2020, and then 1,057 snaps offensively for Miami started every game. Uh, that number down to 497 this year. So just 
a brutal turn of events. Getting a starter, a single starter back in the interior, I think gives you a little bit more juice in all elements, be it pass protection and what you trust him to do, be it in the range in the screen game, be it in vertical movement in the in the between the tackles game. It would just be a really nice boost to have your right guard, right tackle combo be guys who were intended to be there from the start of the year because that's about the only combination spot and opportunity you have to get that. How much of a boost, I can't quantify. But if you put all three of those guys back uh, into the the lineup, I, I think you have a chance to find a few more explosive plays within a game, and, and you're going from 375 to 390 yards of offense, and maybe you're getting 450. And that should correlate to a few extra points along the way. So uh, I think for the offensive side of the ball, from a personnel adjustment, it's about getting these guys that are fringe healthy while acknowledging that Isaiah Wynn's not going to happen. Defensively, you got a whole other set of problems, and that's what we're going to talk about on third and goal, which is coming up next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it is you against the numbers, not you battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less on two or six player stat projections and watch your winnings roll. And if you get all six in your prize picks stat combo selection, you can win 25 times your money. They have a slew of betting options that include football, basketball, hockey, you name the sport, they have it. You name the stat projection, they probably have it too. Uh, You can make selections in just a few taps on your phone, and they accept Apple Pay so that you can make sure you are constantly in the game. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Third goal here, Locked On Dolphins, last last push to push this thing into the end zone. We're going to talk about the defense and uh, where this defense can adjust and how they can adjust with a number of players that you probably shouldn't bank on seeing or you definitely can't bank on seeing, not just for the end of this year, but maybe even for the beginning of next year too. The Bradley Chubb injury, I, I think, is the most um, crippling injury that the Dolphins have incurred since Connor Williams as far as their identity as a front. You, the good news is you do have Emmanuel Agba as a uh, fairly pro- productive player this year relative to his snaps. Well, he, there's the whole other conversation about the contract but that's neither here or there for this conversation. Really just ultimate at the end of the day, uh, Miami has a player 
who didn't dress against Baltimore, who you can plug into that spot in the lineup. But it changes just about everything because of how good of a player Bradley Chubb has been this season. You've already lost Jalen Phillips for the year. Now you lose Bradley Chubb, confirmed ACL tear yesterday with MRI. Um, you also lose Xavier Howard. Now, Mike McDaniel said Xavier Howard is a week-to-week thing, but he does not. he's planning on him not playing uh, against the Bills in Week 18. You're, if you're Vic Fangio, I think your core principles of who you want to be, what you've shown that you want to be all season long, you probably need to shake it up a little bit for this football game. I don't think you can just run out here and say we got a left corner and a right corner because go pull up the Lamar Jackson passing map from week six to 17. They <laughs> went the opposite direction of Ramsey on just about every opportunity they could to pass the ball, and they killed the Dolphins. They killed them. So Jalen Ramsey, when he was first acquired, this is the first thing I would do. Jalen Ramsey, when he was acquired by the Dolphins, we kind of worked through our expectations and we determined that Jalen Ramsey was going to be the an X factor for this defense because of his versatility and his ability to move around. That has not manifested itself. Uh, it manifested itself against the Jets where he mirrored Garrett Wilson. And that was a decision that was made apparently in the pregame because you did not have Xavier Howard 90 minutes before the game when it was decided. Y'all going to do the same thing. We can't run out here and say, well, Jalen's going to play on the left and Eli's going to play on the right and Cater's going to be in the nigga. Like, And I understand Stephon Diggs has had about as quiet of a month as he's had in the NFL since he came into the NFL. He's not been featured in the offense. But I'd like to keep it that way if possible. I'm not saying put Jalen Ramsey in the nickel. Uh, I'm a little disappointed we haven't seen Jalen Ramsey move around a little bit more to maximize his uh, veteran savvy, his versatility, his rare blend of physical tools. He's been outstanding this season. There's no, there's no question. But I don't think this is the week that you say, okay, Ramsey, we're going to move you around this week and have you play all over the defense on the back end, at safety, and nickel, at outside corner. Not the week. Like that ship sailed for this season at least. But. What hasn't sailed is the opportunity to match him on the Bills' most explosive, most dynamic player. And Bills fans are going to have a bunch of jokes because Stephon Diggs hit a double move against Jalen Ramsey in the season opener in 2022 and cooked him. I get it. It's the best opportunity that you have to turn the game into 10 on 10 and eliminate that element of the game. And if you could do that, I think it helps your 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 chances. Buffalo's been very involved in the run game as of late, as they've been on this, this heater and this stretch. Can you turn it into a muddy? They play a lot of 12. Uh, they got Kincaid, and they got Dawson, Dawson Knox. Can you get into base and flood gaps? If you get into base and flood gaps, I think you do have a a bit of a unique opportunity, assuming Jerome Baker does come back as the one player that we are banking on coming back out of the losses of Phillips and Chubb and now Howard. Uh, Baker coming back, he's moved around quite a bit in his NFL career. He's played as a stand-up 
player on the edge of the line of scrimmage. Now, I don't think you do that with a ton of frequency, but it's another body that you can get involved into some of those reps if you're comfortable with working through whatever happened uh, with the Dolphins' defense and their their backside uh, matching uh, against the Ravens, where they they really had a beat on Miami's coverage rules and they really abused it, and they got a mismatch with the back on Duke Riley out of the backfield, and they got called for OPI on one of them, but uh, they, they just had a lot of space, and, and Duke couldn't quite squeeze that. So uh, I think Jerome Baker's maybe a front seven piece that becomes an intriguing option for you because he has a history of it. Now, you're going to have to bring your big boy pants as far as stopping the run. And I'd expect you you maybe see more. I mean, they, they do a ton of weak safety rotation cover three anyway. But I'd like to get Javon Holland low this week as much as possible uh, to help you fit in the run game. Obviously, you have two good tackling safeties, but Javon Holland, I think with his versatility, maybe you're, you're not moving Ramsey. Maybe you can get Javon Holland closer to the line of scrimmage a little bit more often and hope that he can facilitate some plays within the 10-yard box if the Bills are going to be run heavy or they're going to be intermediate passing uh, if you could take away the vertical stuff. And who knows, maybe Josh Allen and the Bills are going to watch the tape of Baltimore and they're going to come out and they're going to try to replicate a lot of of what Baltimore did. And if that's the case, then guys got to have their eyes in the right place. They got to communicate better on the back end. And you got to play within the structure. Because I think that's one thing that was apparent is as this game got off the script, guys' eyes weren't in the right place. Guys weren't communicating effectively. Two guys were taking one. Nobody was taking the other. Too much open grass. It's, it's a really bad look for that to happen week 17. I do think there's more room defensively for them to adjust what they've been versus what they can be with the pieces that they have. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a ton of organic pass rush. I don't think Emmanuel Agba is really going to give you a lot of juice. Um, I'm hoping he can play well against the run, particularly this week. And if he can, then maybe we set Andrew Van Ginkle loose. Off the edge, we try to pick our best matchup there and let him play that side. And um, it's a great opportunity for Andrew Van Ginkle to earn himself some money as an expiring contract who's now all of a sudden the premier pass rusher for the Dolphins' defense. Those two boys in the middle are going to have to show up big time too, and there's nothing to that beyond them executing up front. Uh, They've been very good for the vast majority of the season. Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins. That's the identity of the front now. They're going to have to bring it in a big way. So maybe you play a little bit more drop seven and drop eight. Maybe you do some more country zone. I don't have I don't have the answers just yet for what I think is best for Buffalo. I got to work continue work through the table what the Bills have looked like the last month or so. But um, some some adjustment opportunities ahead for for Miami that it's really going to be fascinating to see what they choose to do. Uh, so that is where the Dolphins stand. And that is going to do it for this episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. Keep it locked in.
right here on Locked on Dolphins. We'll get you ready for the Dolphins AFC East Championship game with Buffalo on Sunday Night Football and the postseason run that is soon to follow after that. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.